Hello and welcome to the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. I think I might send out a disclaimer next week. Please bet responsibly. Winners are not guaranteed when listening to the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast because any of you listeners in the last couple of months will probably be thinking, this guy can see into the future. I mean, this is an unbelievable run, guys. I'm not just saying it, but by golf betting standards, this may never happen in in my golf betting career again. And that is if I was to bet every week, week in, week out, every tournament for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Genuinely, I cannot emphasize enough how much luck is involved in this recent run that we're having. There is so much luck involved and that luck cannot continue. So there are going to be times where we're going to tournaments in the future weeks and coming months where our player hits it in the water going down 16, 17, 18. We end up with a place payout instead of a win or we miss out on a place payout by a shot or two. You know, Lady Luck has been on our side throughout the last three or four weeks and uh, obviously an element of skill involved to land on the winners um, but um, there is an element of looking getting a golf winner over the line and I really do want you to take that on board as I look to uh, you know secure you as listeners on the longer term and not just the short-term highs that we're having right now because this run is unprecedented we are now four winning weeks out of five we are three winners in that time and they were 28 to 1, 20 to 1 and 50 to 1, not the favourite of the golf tournament which you can go and get on many a golf podcast that's out there. With that said, I can't wait to bring you this week's uh, podcast. The Honda Classic is an event that I'm really confident about. I've had the winner last year. I've had place payouts in 2017 and 18 uh, in addition to that since I've got recorded results. And it's an event that I feel you can really get under the skin of and narrow down the field into a select group. I've already done that. I've got some um, some exciting outright selections to bring you this week. One that I'm really keen on. He opened up at 66 to 1. It's only 6 p.m. Monday night. That's been snaffled up. It's going to um, get shorter and shorter as the week comes on. And uh, I cannot wait to bring you this selection. He's not been tipped up on many a golf pub past on the PGA Tour before. He is an Englishman. That is the clue. And he's an Englishman who loves it tough. Who's got upside in his game. Uh, definitely and if we went back 12 months maybe 16 months this guy would probably be starting this tournament at 18 16 20 to 1 region he's now available at 66 to 1 and i think will be available at 50 to 1 so stay tuned for that if nothing else going to be bringing you five selections again this week one very speculative selection but i feel that i have the goodwill to do that with you listeners we are on fire as i say and i hope that you will allow me one very speculative go um, i'm not suggesting that you put me the same stakes on this one as as you would maybe the headline selections but i want to throw in a big price one this week so please bear with me for that right as ever this week we're going to be covering the course itself. I'm going to take you from the tee box to the green. I'm going to try and bring you some insights along the way of what skills your player is going to be needing this week to get over the finish line. 
and then I'm also going to be sharing some snippets on how the course will play, what the winning score may be, and what we, we may need to look out for that might help guide your own selections. Last week, bit of egg on my face, don't mind admitting it, I thought the score would be around 20 under par. I knew the writing was on the wall day one when I saw how tough the pins were. Um, previous events have seen people go minus 8, 9, 10 and 11. Uh, well, not 11 under, but 8, 9 under in, in round one of the players. That wasn't the case this year. Standalone um, was, was Sergio at 7 under, but that was an anomaly. The scoring was really tough. So, you know, we're not able always to, to get that right. I, I, you know, I'm not traveling the tour, got the conditions to I taking in a lot of uh, narrative and media stuff to help form my, my views on this. And, and I hope that you appreciate that. So, but nevertheless, we had the winner. JT did the job. We landed on him the same way that we landed on Morikawa. He was too big a price. He was the same price as Xander, guys. That phony. You're going to hear it here every single week. You might get bored of it. But golf betting, the markets are too volatile. They react too quickly to some good performances. And they and they they opposite to that or contrary to that when players have a dip in form the markets overreact to their uh, chances of winning as well and that's what put us on jt he's as short as 12 to 1 for the masters now you won't be surprised he um We'll probably go off joint favour for that event. And he was six in the betting this week. He was chalked up at the same price as Xander. I may never win a big tournament. Shoffley. Right. Let's get in to this week's podcast. The Honda Classic from PGA National. It's a belter of a course. It is a tough course. And only a certain type of player can win. And that's a ball striking machine. You cannot fake it around this golf course. When you look at the historic scores this week of past events at the Honda, you know it is a tough, tough track and certainly the closing finish is extremely tough. Loads of insights to bring you, five outright selections. Let's get in to this week's Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. The Honda Classic from PGA National. Well, listeners, if you like to see PGA Tour players suffer like us mere mortals on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday afternoon, then you're going to see it this week because this course is an absolute brute. Par 70, one of the hardest golf courses on tour. Not the longest, but certainly long enough. It will challenge every aspect of the player's game this week, but most certainly their tee to green game. The winner this week will play really solid tee to green. We'll come on to that in the skills sec section required. However, when you're making your own selections this week, if you've got an iffy ball striker in your group, cross him off now and move on. Because those types of players aren't winning. Not at all. So the course itself, off the tee box, it's hard. It's more like your Tory Pines in terms of how difficult it is off the tee. Not the widest of fairways, and you've got to hit them, because if you don't, you have no chance. By the way, when you hit that perfect tee shot, it doesn't get any easier, because the average length of shot going into the greens at this PGA National course are significantly longer than the average tour uh, second shot. You're going to see lots of approaches from 150 to 200 yards plus this week, but certainly from 175 to 200. That means five and six irons for the players going in, not nine, eight and wedge a lot of the time. 
I've done a lot of research to bring you the players that pretty much uh, have that part of their game dialed in. So I'll be sharing that with you in the preview of the top, the middle and the bottom of the market. However, like I say, if you've got a player that you're looking at this week and he doesn't have good ball striking ability with his long irons, then again, I'd be moving on to the next. When the player finally does arrive on the green, it's Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass greens this week. They're going to be fast, they're going to be beautiful, and they're going to see plenty of putts rolled in. So that's the course. Let's get into the skill sets required to be successful at the PGA National this week and find out who's going to lift that trophy. We don't have to guess anymore. You can pretty much take it for granted that one of these four or one of these five selections this week will be lifting the trophy come Sunday because that's how we roll on the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. <laughs> I joke. But that's how we feel right now. We are just in a rich vein of form. Let's get into the skill sets required then and break down the five key elements that are going to allow your player to lift the trophy come Sunday evening. I have touched on it a few times in this podcast already, but this is a proper test and it's going to be a ball striking test. You're going to have to put well to win it. Any player that wins the tournament always puts well, but it's not something this week that I'll be paying too much attention to. Like I said last week, I wanted to see players that are rolling puts in from that 10 to 12 foot range because the greens weren't the smallest and I wanted high green and regulation stats. Well, Lee Westwood, he was leading the tournament going into the final round and guess what? He led the green in regulation stats. He was first with 85%. Guess what? When he didn't reach that standard, he ended up falling down the leaderboard and JT, who guess what? He hit 17 of 18 on de- on, uh, on the final round and he only missed the final 18 out of 18 green in regulations by inches. If you look at his approach on 18, he felt just short. He... He, he was playing safe naturally away from the water, but that was the difference. And that's what the insights of this section bring you on the golf betting or be good golf betting podcast. So what are the five this week? I'm going to reel them off right now. It's quite simple strategy for me this week. I want players really, really good form, current and long term off the tee box. And I want them to hit it good. I'm not wanting a short hitter this week. I want someone who hits it pretty decent in distance and they are gaining strokes off the tee consistently. And what do I mean by that? I mean 90% of the time they're beating the field off the tee and gaining strokes. I'm also going to pay attention to approach play. Second up this week, it's approach play. This course is basically a brute, so you're going to have to dial it in from 150 and 200 yards, and I want to pay attention to players with a good long iron game. Unlike the last few weeks where I've talked about proximity not being as important as greens in regulation, this week I feel proximity is. So on top of the approach play, I want to know how well are they dialing in, how close are they really getting from 150, or are they just playing safe all the time? Well, no, that ain't going to be good enough this week because this course is a brute. So when you do get chance, you're going to have to hit it close. And I'm going to be looking at proximity stats number three. Fourth selection of the week, par three performance. It's a first for this podcast, but there are some challenging par threes on this course, especially as we enter the bear trap. And I want to see players that have consistently performed good on their par threes. Actually plays a little bit of importance 
or correlates with the strokes gained approach and proximity. You know, you can assume you're looking at a par three there. I want someone who's dialing it in consistently with their irons, basically. And I'm going to do that. And I've done that for you and brought bring bringing you in the selections that we have this week. And then, bit of a hybrid one this week. But I've paid a little of attention to that long-range iron play from 150 through to 200 yards. And, as always, short-term scrambling stats. So just to recap, if you're building your own player pool this week or you're wanting to make your own selections, my advice would be to look at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, proximity stats, certainly ones from 150 to 200 yards, and then finally, short-term scrambling performance. Why? Why should, do, why should you pay attention to those? Because those are the skill sets that are going to determine the winner this week. And we've proved that in last week's podcast and the week before and the week before that, that if we can narrow down the skill sets required, it gives us a better chance of identifying what the potential winner may look like. That's enough about the boring bits. Let's get in to the top, the middle, the out or bottom of the market selection, market review, and those five all important outright selections and probably the winner that's how we roll like i've said before stay tuned the part that you all tune in for really the review of the top the middle and the bottom of the golf betting markets this week plus one winning selection because that's what we do right now and four of the selections coming to you so stay tuned Heading the market this week, Daniel Berger. He's available at 11 to 1. And for the purposes of the top of the market section this week, we're going to review the favourite through to the 30 to 1 price band. The reason being, there's only seven players to talk about in this section. So they are Daniel Berger, Sun Im, Joaquin Neiman, Adam Scott, Russell Henley, Taylor Gooch and Shane Lowry. All available, eight selections, sorry. My math isn't very good. Good job my tipping's better. But... Eight selections to review in the top of the market. Right, I'm going to give you a comment on each of these. Daniel Berger, I don't believe, should be favourite. I think Sunjay should be favourite. I think his game's got more upside and long-term potential. Don't think it's as one-dimensional as Daniel Berger. I believe that Sunjay goes off favourite with the uh, exchanges this week. But I'm happy to be wrong on that. Neither of them will be a selection for me, though. Reason being, and quite quickly, it takes me on to my first selection of the week. But this is a, um, a strategy that has paid dividends over the last month and paid dividends over the last few years for me. Wacky Neiman, I believe, is in a similar category to those guys. I think he actually has the potential to go above and beyond both of them. And he's available at 22 to 1 with William Hill. 20 to 1 bet 365. 22 to 1 with eight places will 100% not be there come Thursday. If it is, I will. Um, I will do a challenge for charity or donate some money to uh, a charity, um, something like that. There is no way that Wacky Neiman goes off at 22 to 1 with eight places available anywhere this week. So if you're listening to this and the 22 to 1 is still available, William Hill, dial in, dial in now. Do not hesitate. Joaquin goes off at 18 to 1 top price across the board. His game's got a lot of upside. He's a ball striking machine. He hits it low. He hits it hard. He hits it high. He hits it left. He hits it right. He's got the lot. His putting isn't the best, but this week isn't about putting. 
I'd expect him to be up near that top of the leaderboard come Sunday evening. And certainly don't believe that he's twice the price of Daniel Berger. First selection of the week, without a shadow of hesitation, Joaquin Neiman. I expected to get 16 to 1 best price. I cannot believe what's been put in front of me. I have snapped it up left, right and centre. In fact, I've actually got on to, uh, to a close friend to try and help me stake some money on it at the 8 to 8 places with William Hill. Because that's just unbelievable, the 22 to 1. So please, guys, take it. Other comments, Lee Westwood, he's way too short for me this week. I can't be having him. He's going to be tired. It's a tough ass to be in contention two weeks in a row. I'm not saying his game's not tipped up. It is, but I'm easily passing him over at 20 to 1 this week. Same can be scared for Russell Henley. I'm a big fan of Russell Henley. I believe he'll win big tournaments in the future, but I'm going to have to pass him over this week. I'm not sure his game's in good enough, Nick, to win this tough challenge at the PGA National. Taylor Gooch. He is a hard one for me to pass over. He's in my player pool. I've backed him on the exchanges. I've got some decent prices, but unfortunately, he's not quite made a selection this week for the podcast. However, he's a ball striking machine. He's in really good nick, um, but unfortunately finished a bit too well on Sunday evening climbing that leaderboard. He'd have been 50 to one otherwise, but all of that was snapped up. He's 33 to one. You can pass him over. Short as 30 to one, 22 in places, which is why he's under consideration. Adam Scott came really close to a selection. I wouldn't put you off him. Guys, I have backed him myself, but he isn't a podcast selection. I took a bit of 32 on the exchanges. I don't believe he goes off at 32 to 1 in this field strength when he is a ball striking machine. And given that, I think this test, and as people come into the market and the players and all the that start looking at the strokes game data, he comes out top or in the top five in plenty of models if you take putting away. And that's going to be a key driver for the market this week. Adam Scott, if he's on your radar, snap up the 28 to 1 available with Unibet. That won't be lasting. Second selection of the week, guys. He's coming to you from this price selection. But he's actually available at bigger. So the reason he's in this is because the majority of the board, he's 28 and 22 to 1. He's 35 to 1 with Unibet. Second selection of the week, Shane Lowry. He plays big boy golf courses well. He's not the best driver in the world, but his iron play is worldy. His short game is incredible if he does get out of position. He's a great putter. His long iron game is extremely good and... Um, and that is what's going to be required this week. Without a shadow of a doubt, second selection of the week on a tough track where I don't expect a low score, Shane Lowry. Do not hesitate to take the 35 to 1 that's on offer. Let's get in to the mid-market review and those finally the outsiders of the of the group, the bottom of the market review, plus that monster price selection that I've been promising you since the start of the podcast. In mid-range this week then, we're looking at 30 to 1 through to around the 60 to 1, 66 to 1 section. So many players that would be uh, come under consideration uh, for my DraftKings lineup. So I'm going to share a few of these. These will be all part of my DraftKings team. I enter 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 teams on DraftKings each week. So I will share with you some of the players that will be going into my pool. Right. And the not selections. These are players that are not selections that are part of my DraftKings pool. Wyndham Clark, he's not a selection, but he hits it miles. He's a ball striking machine. He's a good golfer. He's got plenty of upside. He's not for me at 50 to 1, but he'll be part of DraftKings lineups. 
Martin Keimer, again, plays tough courses really well. He's never a selection at 40 to 1. He's not won for some time and he's blown some beauties of a lead. So he's been, I mean, he's done what not many players can do. You know, it's the type of stuff amateurs do, blow nine shot leads. He's done it. He's never recovered. He's not for me. But he will get you through the cut on a tough track and that's what DraftKings is all about, guys. Doug, Doug Yim, uh, Gim, he's in good form, wouldn't put you off him. Keegan Bradley, ball striker, likely to make the cut. I don't see him winning, but I think he'll make the cut. Good one for your player pool. Gary Woodland, he'll be popular this week because he started last week very well and showed some good signs, but I'm easily passing him over. I'm not I'm not having him right now. Game too far off his pinnacle. His pinnacle game's got, he's got high standards and his game's too far off. Again, came close to a selection and definitely be part of my DraftKings lineups. I've got him a bit of 60 to 1 actually on Betfair. He opened up at 55 to 1 on, on Bet365. I took a bit of that at the 11 a.m. on uh, Monday morning. But unfortunately, he's 40 to 1 across the board now. Cameron Tringali, his game's been really good for a month, guys. He's in great form. He's going to make the cut. Wouldn't surprise me if he got close to the leaderboard. But I just feel that I wanted 50 to 1 plus for him uh, before I could announce him on the podcast. Tringali is my equivalent to the Cockrat bet, bet two weeks ago. If he's in your player pool, if you're thinking about him, do not hesitate. Go ahead because he's definitely got a chance. But for price purposes, I can't select him at 35 to 1 and 40 to 1 uh, with the podcast. I wanted 50. That's the number I put down. I got it for myself, but I'm not guaranteeing it for you. And therefore, I cannot put him forward as selection. So, who is the next selection of the week? He's my biggest bet of the week. He's my biggest winner of the week. He comes to us from the UK. His game is trending slightly better of recent times. He plays really tough golf courses well. He's got the mentality. He'll like the grind this week. He drives it well. He doesn't have a standout area of his game, but his overall game is worldly. If he could get a win this week, it gives him a chance of getting in that Ryder Cup team. The third, and I think the most exciting tip of the week from me, the outright selection... He once announced himself in the back of the car to the taxi driver as, do you know that I'm 29th in the world, pal? He's got a bit of a strut about him. He's got an edge. He's a winner. His name, Matt Wallace. Third selection this week, Matt Wallace. 55 to 1 with Unibet, six places. Take the 55 to 1 with William Hill. He will not go off 55 to 1 each way with William Hill. Fact, not a chance. So dial in now to Matt Wallace. Fourth and fifth selection coming to you from the big outsider selection review point. Let's go. I need to apologize for moving you on too quickly because this week's fourth selection also comes to us from the mid-range section. He opened up a lot bigger than this, but I'm still not moving despite the price collapse. The fourth selection this week his stats, and in my model, he comes out fourth. He's got a great tee to green game. His ball striking off the tee is immense. His approach play is pretty good. And his putting is there to be improved of. But this tough test should suit him. And I'm going to back him to make his PGA Tour breakthrough this week in what is a really good setup for his skill set. 
for selection of the week. He's been on the podcast before, and I'm not going to desert him before um, you know before uh, he's got us a win or not as quick you know after one bad performance for selection of the week. Cameron Davis, the Aussie from down under, the young gun. He's a big ball striking machine, and he can take us to victory this week and certainly give us for a run for our money come Sunday evening. I apologise for getting that mixed up and not including Cam in the mid-range section at first. So, the bit you've all been waiting for. I've been promising you, I've been teasing you about the big prize selection that I feel has a genuine chance this week. You're not going to guess it if I give you a million goes. He's a European player. He plays tough golf courses well. He's got a great record in the UAE where he starts the season on some challenging golf courses where Rory starts off, where Tommy and Tyrrell all start off their seasons usually in normal years and he competes with them. At those events, he competes with them. He's come close to winning and he's never quite got over the line. On the PGA Tour, he's often out of his depth. His short game lets him down dramatically. However, this week is not about short game. And in the models that I've got, he sits quite high in certain stats, such as he's eighth over the last 40 rounds in approach play on difficult golf courses. He sits in the top 20 in bogey avoidance. He sits in the top 20 in screens in regulation and proximity stats. The fifth selection this week and definitely most speculative one of the podcast season so far. There's a chance he finishes dead last, but we've done that before on this podcast, and that hasn't stopped us from bouncing back and getting winners. So, I'm going to risk it this week. The fifth, final, most speculative selection is Rafa Cabrera Bell. He's available at a monstrous... <laughs> I'm searching for it as we speak. He's available at 125 to 1 each way. Rafa Cabrera Bayer. Fifth and final selection. Let's just hope he's the winning one and we can all sing and dance. Thank you for listening. The disclaimer, as we put at the start, please bet responsibly. Do not assume because we have had winning week after winning week after winning week after winning week with one losing week in there. Shh. We've had lots of winning weeks that we can assume that this will continue. It won't. There's a lot of luck involved in this spell. But thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all your kind messages at the weekend. And if nothing else this week at Cheltenham Week, get your golf bets on because these will be the saviour come Sunday. If nothing else, as ever, be good. Thank you for listening.